Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Transform Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. If this is your first time here, so happy to have you. Every week I'm getting new listeners, which is such an amazing thing. I'm having so much fun hearing from all of you. The purpose of this podcast is to distill the process of transformation, make it super easy and tangible, give you tools and questions so you can actually start transforming even while you're listening. That's the really cool thing, actually, is I've had so many listeners message me and tell me that they feel like they're transforming just by listening to the pod, which is fucking awesome. I mean, that's the goal here. So amazing. Today's episode is a little bit of a shorter episode. I wanted to share with you guys something that I've been struggling with a little bit recently and have recentered, refocused my energy into so that I can alleviate the struggle. And I thought it was a really good opportunity to share with you all the tools that I use to alleviate that struggle. Really, the episode is about, you know, how to how to really get into the process, how to focus on the love of what you're doing, instead of just frantically reaching for your next goal. And I give you a lot of tools in this episode. If you look in the show notes, there's like three reasons, three ways, three ways. So there's a lot of good stuff packed in here. If you like this episode, then please feel free to forward it along to somebody that you think could benefit, somebody that you think is maybe going through something or is trying to love the process, you know, wants to enjoy their life in the day-to-day more. Also, I really appreciate the ratings and reviews. Even if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, you can see in the show notes a link to give a review through Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute or two. I totally understand why people are reluctant to to do this. I never did this before I started asking. And now I'm very eager to give people reviews and kind of give back to them, give them my thanks for what they're putting out there. So it only takes you 30 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds would super appreciate it helps me to scale and to reach more people just like you, which is really at this point, what I am trying to do. Now, The last few episodes have been leaning towards career, and if you are interested in finding your purpose, your passions, a career that you love, and you're just not quite there with your current career, then check out the show notes. There is a free up-and-coming training. Click that link, and we will get you hooked up with the free training. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, please feel free to reach out to me, even if you're just saying hello. I love hearing from you and meeting my listeners. If you have any questions, you can connect with me. You can see how in the show notes, or you can also connect with me on Instagram at Zeller. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Transform. Hello, everybody. Today, I want to talk about process versus achievement. I was just listening to a recent episode of Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, with Ed Sheeran, and they were talking about how you can reach these peak moments in your life or career 
such as having a child or, you know, finally sort of summiting that peak that you've been trying to summit. And when you get there, it doesn't feel like you thought that it would. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know that I have reached several of those moments personally, especially in my career. And, you know, at those moments, it's really when I pivoted, it's really when I made a change because I really wanted to understand the energetics behind that. Why did I reach this summit? And all of a sudden, I'm not receiving this moment, this pure, unfiltered bliss or glee or whatever I thought I was going to feel in this moment. Why aren't I feeling it? In this episode with Ed Sheeran and Dak Shepard and Monica Padman, they were talking about this and Ed Sheeran said something that I just loved and I so agree with, which is, you know, once you achieve a certain number of things or a certain number of events happen to you in your life that you have been hustling for, aiming for, and then you don't get this moment of feeling that you had been expecting. The goal becomes shifting into doing what you love and enjoying the process. Doing what you love and enjoying the process. We are raised to be so goal-oriented, are we not? Think about it. In school, getting the good grades, playing sports, the celebrations come when we have finally achieved something. And we are really indoctrinated with these ideas that the goal is to achieve. The goal is to maybe get the degrees, to get the awards, to get the recognition. It's It seems like it's always in relation to how we are perceived. If we were the only person in the world, we wouldn't care about the awards, right? There's something about the recognition and the payoff that we get in community. And we can also have those moments like when we're getting married. You know, I see so many, both men and women, I mean, maybe more women, looking forward to their wedding day. As, as if something like magical is going to happen once they get married. Now, I've been married twice, <laughs> so I've had two wedding days, and I learned a lot from, from the first wedding. I learned that I had built all this expectation up, all this anticipation, like it was just going to be this magical, magical thing, and it was quite lovely. But I think when you build up that much expectation, then it's almost like, what could possibly meet that? What could possibly meet those enormous expectations? And so my second wedding, uh, my aim was just to enjoy the day and be really present and enjoy the people. And wow, it was so much more deeply fulfilling because my expectations had been shifted. And when it comes to expectations with literally anything, We have these expectations around the achievement, around the getting there, around the summiting of the peak. And what I loved about what Ed Sheeran said on this podcast episode was that, you know, real joy comes when we shift into the process, into loving what 
we do. And I've been thinking a lot about this because in my current career, which is relatively new for me, I mean, I've had my new coaching business for the last few years, but I am doing different things in it. And I'm myself on the proverbial mountain, and I have a sort of peak that I'm looking to summit. But because I have summited so many times before and achieved a lot of things that I was aiming to achieve, I'm really conscious of the way that I'm doing it this time. I'm doing it differently. And I'm doing it differently in a few different ways. And that's kind of what I want to break down a little bit in this episode. So the number one way, the first way, I guess, that I'm doing it differently is I am implementing what I might call self-check-ins, where every now and then I sort of check myself and I say to myself, I ask myself this question, what is the goal here? What is the goal here? What am I reaching for? What am I going for? Have I created an end goal or an achievement, a peak that I'm reaching for, and I'm sort of only fixated on getting there? Or is my goal to just love what I do and enjoy the process and to surrender and lean in to everything that's happening to me and for me? The whole thing, you guys, the whole, your whole life is about the process. It's about the unfolding. It's about the day to day. True, deep, lasting joy comes from being able to be involved and present to each and every moment, being self-aware, being in our bodies, being able to enjoy all of it, the peaks, the valleys, the climb to the top. That is the recipe for deep and lasting joy. So if that is the recipe for deep and lasting joy, then we need to make sure that we are actually able to enjoy the process. That means we need to be able to enjoy the things that we are doing day to day. Whether that be staying at home with the kids, if that is our job, whether it be taking the walks that we are taking, or the work that we are doing in the world, or even the errands that we are running. Now, are you going to absolutely love all of it? Not necessarily. But You can structure your life, even the errands that you have to do and the to-do list items in such a way that they come at the right moment when you have the right amount of energy and the right amount of presence to do them with a sort of deep, deeper abiding joy, because you are just grateful to be in your life, grateful to be in the present moment. Now that's a longer episode as to how, well, I would say that's not just an episode. (laughs) That's like... A whole program uh, about how to do that. But what I want to draw your attention to is, are you doing things in your life that you can enjoy? Because here's the thing, 
If you're doing a lot of things that you hate doing, that are draining your energy, that you're doing just because you have to or you feel like you should, and it's almost impossible to feel a deep joy while doing those things, then you can't really get to this point of enjoying the process. The process has to have potential of you enjoying it. That means if you're in a job that you hate, it's going to be really hard to enjoy the process. That means if you are in a job that you only enjoy 50% of the time, it's going to be really difficult to enjoy the process. If you're doing something in your life that you're doing a lot of and you don't actually enjoy doing it, it's going to be hard to find joy in the process. So first and foremost, it requires you to get real, to get really fucking real with what you do and don't like doing. And then it requires you to ask yourself, who am I living for? Who am I living this life for? If I'm living this life for me, which is what we all should be doing, if I'm living this life for me, shouldn't I set my life up in such a way that I can enjoy the living? Shouldn't I set my life up so that I can find joy in the process of living in the day to day? If I don't like 80, 90% of what I'm doing in my life, then that will never be a reality for me. So how can I change? How can I alter my reality to like more of what I'm doing and set myself up for a greater potential, a greater likelihood that I can actually shift into the enjoyment, into the process of things joyfully? So that was kind of a, a deeper dive, a breakdown, if you will, of this first step this first question of, you know, what is my, what is my goal here? What am I focused on? What am I doing? Have I slipped into the old energy pattern of just reaching for the summit? Just reaching for the end goal? Am I going too fast to enjoy the process? And I slip into that. I mean, I, I fully do. Some days I'm running a million miles an hour and I'll do that for two, three days and all of a sudden I'll start to feel this kind of burnout creep in and I'll be like, whoa, why? Hold on. Burnout is a red flag. Burnout is a red flag of one of three things. One, that you're not fully processing the things that are happening to you and that you have a backlog of emotions that you need to feel and work through. You don't have a lot of space in your life to just be, to live, to experience things because you have a backlog of things that you haven't allowed yourself to fully feel and experience. That will lead to burnout so quickly. The second thing that burnout can come from is from not enjoying what you're doing. If you are continuously doing things in your life, especially working, and I say that because that's what takes up the majority of our time as human beings, for most people, is working our job. But this could also apply to like, if you're a mother, a father, stay-at-home parent, and you're not loving a lot of it, you know, potentially there's an alternative means for you to be doing other things too, 
to increase your energy and enjoyment of the process. If you're not loving what you're doing, that's going to lead to burnout so, so quickly. It's going to energetically drain you. And by the way, we can change, meaning we can love our jobs and then something can change and we can suddenly no longer love what we're doing. This happened to me. I mean, there were definitely aspects as a prosthodontist and as a speaker and a teacher and all the things that I used to do that I did love and then it changed and that's okay, right? Sometimes we change. What used to fill us maybe doesn't anymore. That's life calling us towards a new thing, a new change. But if we resist that and we stay in the old that no longer serves, it's going to energetically drain us and it's going to lead to burnout. So not feeling our feelings, not fully experiencing things, not doing something that we love doing. And the third reason we're going to feel burnout is because we lose ourselves in the present moment. We're not taking space and time to breathe, to be, and we're only focused on the end goal. So for me at this point in my life, I take a lot of time to process. So number one is pretty much covered. However, sometimes I don't. Sometimes something will happen and it will kind of float by me and I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. And I won't fully process it. And then I'll start to feel burnout. And I'll think, okay, is there something I haven't fully processed here? And then I will process that thing. The second one of not doing what I love doing no longer applies to me because right now I fucking love what I'm doing, every aspect of what I'm doing. And I'm very hyper aware of stepping back from the things that are no longer lighting me up. Like for instance, I just recently went and spoke and I did, I had a seven hour speaking gig, (laughs) seven hours, you guys, I was speaking for seven hours hours. These are so long and grueling. I mean, it's just, can you imagine just talking nonstop for seven hours? After I did that speaking gig, I was like, you know what? This isn't lighting me up right now. So I'm doing less speaking gigs because it's not lighting me up. Because I know that if I continue to do that many or a lot of them, it's going to lead to burnout. So for me, burnout though, it largely comes from the third reason for burnout, which is that I shift into just thinking about the achievement and I forget to be in the process. So that's a red flag to me of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. What am I doing here? What's the end goal? Because what I would like to do is enjoy the process. I am at this point in my life where I love, 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 love what I'm doing every single day. And like I said, if I don't love doing something, then I make a change very quickly. Now, I understand that that's going to be harder for some people than for others. It was not easy for me. It took me several years, right? That's why I've made Your Life's Work Accelerator, a six-month-long workshop to help people do it faster because it took me many years. And I'm only now at the point that I can sort of do that. Anyone can do that, but sometimes it takes time. So burnout is always a red flag that something is off here. It's just like, if you feel burnout or overwhelm, what is off here? And you can ask yourself between those three, what's off? What's my end goal here? And then I come back into the process. I come back into how can I shift into this present moment? How can I make sure that I'm enjoying every bit of what I'm doing here? 
Okay, so the first way I'm doing it differently is continuously asking myself this question of what's my goal here. And the second way is that I am being really cognizant of the things that would rob me of enjoying the process. One of the things that will really rob you from enjoying the process is comparing. Comparing yourself to others in similar situations, looking at their journey, and then making a whole lot of assumptions about where you should be and where you are failing. Nothing will rob you of joy in the process more than comparison. I have definitely fallen victim to comparing over, well, the whole course of my lifetime, but even just recently in the last couple of years as I've built my new business. I've looked at others and thought, well, they seem more confident than me. They seem to have an easier time than me. They seem to get this quicker than I do. It's easy to fall into this trap of comparison. So what you can do is mitigate that trap by, first of all, just removing the triggers of comparison, meaning Maybe you don't follow these people on Instagram. Maybe you don't spend as much time around them for the time being, just for a a short period of time. You can remove the triggers. Two, you can work through the triggers. Meaning something that I do very commonly is if I am feeling triggered through comparing myself to someone else, I will immediately start breaking it down. Well, why? Why am I feeling triggered by comparing myself to this person? What do I think they have or have done that I haven't done or am lacking? Why do I think that this isn't possible for me? And how can I actually take an action step to shift into this as a possibility? How can I shift this and instead of comparing myself to this person, use them as a source of inspiration? Because if they did it, I can too. And the third way to really mitigate this is to shift into a mindset of mastery. Now, I read this book by Robert Greene called Mastery. And for anyone that is trying to do anything new, I just cannot recommend this book enough. I'm going to do an episode about the books that I would recommend the most, and I definitely think this would make that list. We can master anything. We really can with neuroplasticity and our ability to mold, shape, even grow, in some instances, new nerves, we can learn to do anything. We can master anything. So no matter what you're doing, you can master it with time. Don't expect yourself to be fucking perfect right out the gate. I mean, that's unreasonable. And if anyone expected that of you in your lifetime, that was flawed thinking. Give yourself time to investigate and experiment. So when you shift into this mindset of mastery, then you shift into a game. How can I gamify what I'm doing right now? How can I investigate this? How can I look at this as an experiment and have a little bit of fun with it and look at it as an interesting challenge? Even if it's, say, posting on social media or dating. I mean, you can gamify anything and look at anything as an experiment and then take the data that's coming to you from this experiment and modify, adjust, pivot, and try the experiment again over and over and over again. That's mastery. And that's fun. 
reducing this tendency to compare using these three little keys has been a great tool for me so that I can stay focused on what I'm doing and get back to enjoying the process, enjoying my journey. And then the third and final thing that I want to touch on that I'm doing to make sure that I am enjoying the process is that I am implementing what I might call a strategic gratitude practice where I am taking time every day to really highlight what it is that I'm doing that I'm really loving and what it is that I'm doing that I feel a lot of gratitude for. If I record a podcast that I feel fucking lit up about afterwards, I will write it down in my journal or my notebook before I go to bed at night. I'm so grateful that that message just flowed through me and that I felt amazing while I was recording it. If I had a great session with a client, I'm so grateful for that session with the client. Whatever it may be, because I also do this for things outside of my work, because what I'm talking about here is not just loving the process of working, but loving the process of living. So I will also write down that I got a front row parking space again, that I had the best latte of my life, whatever it may be, just drawing my own attention, my own thinking towards the good things. Now I've talked a little bit, I touched on gratitude, using gratitude as a crutch or as a tool for pretending in past episodes. And what I've really encouraged is for people to not use gratitude as a tool for masking what's really going on. Meaning if you feel shitty about your life, practicing gratitude is not going to solve all of your problems, but it will help you to notice some of the good things. And I think gratitude practice is even more important when you have made a lot of changes in your life and you are just looking to amplify the positive changes. When you're looking to really accelerate the positive change that you've already initiated, begun, and are in the middle of doing. That's when gratitude is an amazing, amazing tool and an amazing thing. I don't encourage all of my clients to practice gratitude, especially right when I start working with them. Because what I really want them to do is break down what's not working, what's not feeling good, process remove, do whatever we need to do with those things. And then once we step into building the life of our dreams, that's really when I feel like gratitude can accelerate things and change things. Before then, I think that the issue with gratitude that I see, that I did this myself, and I've seen with a lot of clients and just people that I've spoken to, is that when we are feeling really low and burnt out and not great about things, and then we practice gratitude, There's a lot of self-shaming that happens, and we think, I should be more grateful. These good things are happening. Why aren't I grateful for these things? And that actually is just like putting a straitjacket on, making it more and more difficult for you to move, because the focus is then on, I'm broken, something is wrong with me, and it binds us, it stops us from moving forward and paying attention to the solutions. Self-shaming is always going to slow down our journeys. You don't need to be told that you're lucky. You don't need to be told that you should be more grateful for things and that you should just focus on the positive. Now, you may have a tendency to only focus on the negative, but that's for a reason. That's because essentially like that's how you've been trained to think and you've had maybe a lot of negative things happen. And the step number one is to process and evaluate those things, make any changes, 
that you need to in your life, in your internal and external reality. And then you can shift into more gratitude, into changing your mindset and implementing more positive thinking. If you can do that in the beginning as you're starting along the journey, great. That's a great thing. Some people can, but those cases in my experience are few and far between. I've been on this journey for a really long time and I've done an unbelievable amount of personal work and implemented an unbelievable amount of personal change. And I have been implementing a very strategic gratitude practice, meaning I'm still allowing time to process my emotions. I'm still acknowledging the things that I'm not liking, making the changes that I need. And simultaneously, I am drawing my attention to the good things to rewire my overall thinking so that I start to notice more of the good things. Because when we start to notice more of the good things, we start to attract and manifest more and more good things. It's a way of building momentum. So that's really the third way that I am really drawing my attention back into the joy of the process, back into feeling good daily, which is something that I never used to know how to do, especially with the amount of anxiety and tension that I used to always be feeling years ago before I really looked into healing my nervous system, healing my mindset, healing my past experiences, all of those things, setting boundaries, all of those things. Never knew what it was like to feel good daily. Do you? Do you feel good daily? Like what percent of the day do you feel good? You don't need to feel good all the time. Like I think that's an unrealistic expectation. But most days I feel pretty fucking good. And if it's a possibility for me, it's 100, 100, 100% a possibility for you. fucking to you. So this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but I was just really inspired by Ed Sheeran this morning and really thinking for me as right now I'm in sort of this new phase in my business where it's growing pretty quickly and there's a different movement, a different energy behind it. And I can feel the sort of speed at which I'm climbing up, you know, my current hill, my current mountain, my current peak to be quickening. And when we feel that momentum, sometimes it can be quicker for us to get sucked in to the end goal, to just achieving. And in the last few days, I've just been, it's like the universe has been like, whoa, slow down and remember the truth that you know in the core of your being, which is that it's not about that thing. It's about loving what you do. It's about the day-to-day. It's about the presence. It's about the process. It's about the mastery of things. So I'm using all the tools that I've implemented and also all the tools that I teach. I mean, I've shared so many of them with you today that I hope that you will actually implement and use, but there are also so many in my programs that I teach because that's what I do, right? I find these tools and then I, I share them with you. So I hope my message today has sort of struck a chord. If you are in that rat race, you're running up a a mountain. To what are you reaching for? Why are you reaching? What do you think you will feel when you achieve this thing? 
Are you certain that you will actually get this feeling? Or could a better way be possible for you to shift into just simply the love of the process, the love of the day-to-day of the life that you're living, of the work that you're doing? And if so, if you feel like you could use more of a shift into the process, into the joy of the day-to-day of things, what's one sort of action step that you can take immediately to shift more into that joy, into loving what you're doing, and into just being so grateful that you get to be here doing what you do? If you're hearing these questions and you're just thinking, yeah, I want that, but I don't know what to do. First of all, just reach out to me. A lot of you have been reaching out to me, many of you with some questions, but a lot of you just being really fucking awesome and nice and telling me that you love the podcast. Thank you, by the way. Wow. Amazing. You guys are making my days with all of your amazing, kind messages. But if you feel like you're struggling a little bit and you want a little help, a little guidance, a little direction, maybe my suggestions as to what might be right for you, feel free to message me on Instagram at Dr. Stephanie Zeller, or you can find ways to connect with me in the show notes. And then of course I do have, I do have programs that I offer. Some that will help you decrease anxiety, help you remove, help you process, help you shift your mindset, help you feel more inner freedom. And then of course I have your life's work to help you find your purpose, your passion, and the work that will light you up in the world. So you can find all that in the show notes. And as usual, if you have a friend that you feel like this episode could really benefit or uplift, then please send it to them. I love when people send me podcast episodes. You know, sometimes when you get that episode or you listen to that episode and it's like just what you needed in that moment. And it's like this breath of fresh air. Ugh, nothing better. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode of Transform. Until next time, be well, my friends.